0: Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. I am along with Dustin Hockensmith. How you doing, Mr. Dustin? You ready for some more Penn State football talk through the decades?
0: through the decades we go we're we're coming down the home stretch we still got a couple weeks after this one but the 90s um, is going to be a fun decade to talk about so sort of paving the way to to where we are now and joining the big 10 and all that good stuff so i'm excited about this one
1: yep there's a lot to talk about with this decade just like there was with the other ones but before we get started dustin Time to announce again, in partnership with Collegiate Athletic Travel, Keystone Sports, we're offering the opportunity to travel to the Penn State-Auburn game. A charter flight, you get to stay at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, a great tailgate party at the uh, stadium, and most importantly, Dusty, you get to hobnob with Dustin Hawk and Smith, State of Pennsylvania Wrestling Writer of the Year. Doesn't get any better than that, does it, Dusty?
0: Well, let me just say, I promise I will not just talk about wrestling to you. If we, if we, if you find yourself cornered by me, uh, and having to converse with me, it will span more than just my clear area of expertise, which is the sport of wrestling, and maybe a little football in there too.
1: Maybe. However, if you do want to talk grappling with Dustin, I'm sure he will talk to you about wrestling. But it's going to be a great trip. It's going to be a wonderful trip. I'm really excited about it, looking forward to it. I'm hoping that uh, many of you will be able to make the trip with us. Go to AthleticTravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information. As we said, Dusty, today is all about the 90s. But first, we at least have to mention Penn State with a new commitment, a quarterback for the class of 23, right?
0: Yeah, and you know, it's not that the that Penn State's 2023 class felt incomplete or anything because it's a very, very good class, early makings of it now, but it just feels a little different when you get the quarterback on board and you get that definition to what the class is going to look like. Uh, Marcus Stokes is from Florida. Really, really good prospect. He's not, he, he's a top 10 guy according to 24 7 sports. He's 6'2, 185 pounds. You know, he kind of fits the mold of a, of a Sean Clifford, Bill Perbola, somebody who doesn't really well- you with their frame necessarily, but uh he looks to he looks to be a nice, um, comfortable, good pocket presence. Got a nice loose arm um, that that you can kind of project will will be able to make a lot of throws at, at the next level. So he looks like a nice player. Uh they get their their quarterback here, and maybe, maybe this will kind of um you know, paved the way for a little more skill, talent, and and stuff like that. But it's a good way to kind of head into the 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 home stretch of um, spring practice and and get this kid from Florida, who you know he's he's the next guy up, joining Drew Aller and Bo Perbola uh, as young quarterbacks in the future of this program. Looks like he's a good one, and you know I I think they're banking on him having kind of that intangible, that it factor, that leadership, that moxie, that poise. Uh, it separates the good quarterbacks from the great ones, and I. Clearly, I think they think they have a great one here in Marcus Stokes.
1: Yeah, I believe they're very confident in him. What's interesting is the services. There's a great disparity in the rankings of them. There's a three-star, four-star, top-ten quarterback, 20th. I think this is one of those when a player is quickly rising up the ranks, one service may... Evaluate him again sooner than the others, and the others haven't caught up yet. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on those ratings, and uh, stick around on our Wednesday show, Wednesday release of our show. We'll have Eric Lammers on our Recruiting Guy, and he'll give us a full scouting report. All right, Dustin, it is time to get to the nineties. I'm got, but I got to give you a warning. He's back. Salty Jim is back for today. And I've got multiple reasons for it, Dusty, but I want to start with my first reason. You know, we've already gone through, like, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and I've been giving kind of my first-person response because I was watching all those games. We're now hitting the 90s. This is our fourth decade, okay? And at the start of that decade, you, my friend, still have not reached puberty,
0: Actually, right now, I still haven't hit puberty. 40 years old. I'm hoping, I'm hoping by 50. But this, this is true. This is true, though. I was born in 1982, the end of the 80s. Uh, wasn't, wasn't even a thought yet for a little seven-year-old Dusty.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, then, I need to count on you of doing your homework, doing your research. Give me just a quick first blush, first overview of that decade of Penn State football.
0: We talking about the the 80s or the 90s?
1: The 90s, I'm sorry, did oh, I the say The 90s, 80s. yeah, yeah.
0: Uh yeah, you said 80s and I was like, I think we did that last week, but the, my my overview for the 90s, I mean, this decade from my viewpoint was was through the lens of 1994 um you know I, I see the, all those guys drafted and seeing um, and I think going back to how the circumstances of how that team didn't get a chance to play for uh, a national title. Uh, I remember them playing Oregon in in the Rose Bowl at the time uh, but I think I, I think my appreciation for that particular team has grown over time because you know you look at them scoring 47 points per game, you know. 47 points per game in 1994. That was a juggernaut kind of a, kind of a team. And it was, you know, of all the teams, and maybe this is my recency bias, but of all the teams Penn State had that was national title worthy, that never got the opportunity, you know, 94 really stands out to me as as a team that deserved it. And uh, so that's always the, the, my first thought of, of 1990s Penn State football. One of my first thoughts of Penn State football at all is just memories of that 94 season.
1: That's a good place to start there, Dusty. And it was a typical... Uh, Cycle thing again leading up to 94, a couple down years. Then they had, let's see, in um, 90 and 91, or, you know, 91 was a good year, 11 and 2. They finished third in the country. The down year in 92 where they were 7 and 5. Then 93 was the year that you began to see that they were getting ready for something special. My particular memory of that was at the end of the year, in my head, I was thinking, you know what, I think at this point in time, they're the best team in the country, and I went back, looked at the records, they ended up uh, winning their last six games, never scored less than 32 points in that streak, and then they uh, blew out Tennessee, number six ranked Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl, and I... My memory of that game is I can't wait for next year. They're building something special here, Dusty.
0: Well, you were clairvoyant in that respect, and isn't it, I mean, it's, it's fun to be able to look back with hindsight and see this coming, you know, you can feel it as a fan, you can feel it, but you're in the moment and you, you know, your confidence wavers, you, you see the way that they close out in 93 and you feel good about it, but I don't even think you could have forecasted exactly what they did in 1994, but it is, it is cool to look back at these moments in time and see the makings there and be able to appreciate that from, through hindsight to see how, you know, how hard they closed out that that 93 season and, and uh, having most of that team back to make this pretty special run in, in 94. Uh, it's cool to look at this from a historical perspective because most fans, when when you're in it, uh, there's at least a little bit of cynicism in everybody that, you know, you could be wrong or maybe it's not that special. Uh, and this, I mean, they backed it up hundred percent.
1: They really did, but you are wrong. In 93, I had this all figured out for the 94 season, Dusty. Right down to assuming they were going to score forty-seven points a game. The, the fascinating thing is they probably could have scored a lot more. Uh, Joe Paterno he'd take the foot off the gas late in the game, and they had you know a lot of blowout games. But my favorite of which was I think it was sixty-three fourteen against Ohio State. Beating Ohio State like that, just there's a certain warmth that envelops me even thinking about it, Dusty. But Before we get full bore into that 94 season, the other part to this 90s team is Penn State joined the Big Ten. And with teams changing conferences and all that we've seen in, what is it now, the last 10, 15 years, I'm not sure the younger fans realize that this was the first big domino to fall and all these other changing of conferences that you see, it all started with Penn State.
0: Yeah and, and and Joe Paterno being a staunch believer in in joining like-minded uh, institutions to to have a sports conference, you know that that was very very competitive and it does I mean it's it, it sounds and unfolds just like the many that we've seen since then where you know there there's some animosity towards it, there's some secrecy about in, in the way that the, that this was conducted. There was resistance from other Big 10 teams, but then after the fact there were other dominoes to fall pretty quickly after that. It sets off this kind of not, I mean, Panic isn't the best word for it, but everybody trying to view this as like a game of musical chairs and nobody wanting to be that, that team that doesn't have a chair left uh, when it, when it's all settled. So, and I think whatever the next round of this is going to be uh, is going to look and feel the same way. So this was a really in, in you know, it, this was, um you know, late eighties into the early nineties, you know, they, they joined the league in 93. Um, but uh, you know, the, the chain of events, um, was pretty, was, you know, futuristic, I guess would be a way to put it. Uh, Because it all all unfolded just like the more recent um, stuff like this.
1: And even more, Dusty, uh, you talked about Joe Paterno, like-minded folks, and there is a fit in the Big Ten, but this was not Joe Paterno's first choice. He wanted to have an all-sports Eastern Conference, And I don't think fans today who aren't old enough realize just how big Big East basketball was at the time. And those other schools, several of them, said, oh, yeah, let's play football and Penn State will lift us up. Oh, Penn State, you want to come part of the basketball league also? Sorry. No, we're not letting you. So – To this day, if you're old enough, you resent some of these Eastern schools who screwed that up.
0: Well, and then maybe, you know, from a Penn State fan's point of view, uh, a little bit of karma because banking on basketball as being your only cash cow wasn't wasn't very, uh, you know, forward thinking at the, you know, as as you look back on it. Football wasn't the wasn't the cash cow that it is today um, back then. uh, But you know, banking on basketball wasn't, didn't end up being a very good move for the Big East in the, in the long run.
1: Exactly. It, you talk about hindsight. Well, you could look back on this, or those schools could look back at this and say, what a missed opportunity for them. And as they say, the rest is history. All right, Dusty, that's it for quarter number one. Quarter number two, we'll pick up the conversation. Stay tuned. Attention,
0: Penn State alumni. Trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran need your support. Your alumni trustees have fought to debunk the free report and to honor Joe and Sue Paterno. And they led the charge on an unprecedented tuition freeze, saving students and their families thousands. Independent leadership for a better Penn State. Re-elect trustees Ted Brown, Bill Oldsey, and Barbara Duran. Vote trustee ballot positions 238. Request your ballot at trustees.psu.edu.
1: There's nothing better than following your favorite team on the road. Thanks to Collegiate Athletic Travel, you can get your chance this fall as the Nittany Lions fly south to face the Auburn Tigers. Take a non-stop charter flight from Harrisburg. Accommodation included. Not two hours away in at Atlanta, but at the team hotel. Transportation to and from the game is also included, as well as a tailgate party at the stadium. Go to athletictravel.com or call 800-788-4414 for all the information.